Hello, dear star shines. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to today's lunchtime chats. Hello, hello, hello. For those of you who are new to the chats, my name is Christina and I'm an acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. We have perceptions, perspectives, abilities that are not embraced by our larger human family. And therefore we have a very unique perspective to the challenges that we face today. And I'm here to give to the best of my ability, a liberated perspective on those, uh, on those uh, pieces that are coming forward that are presenting a challenge for us. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, go ahead, let me know you're here, say hi. How you doing, Carol? Hey, Beverly, good to see you. As you guys can tell, I'm coming from yet another location. It's really, really windy outside and I'm waiting to get into um, a park nearby here. So I'm coming from the inside of my van, <laughs> complete with lounge chairs and all. Oh yes. So there's lots to talk about. There's so much shifting in the energies. That seems to be par for the course these days. And it seems like just when we think it can't get more ratcheted up, boom, it gets ratcheted up. I'm curious if you guys are feeling that it's getting ratcheted up as well. Hello, Tasha. Good to see you, darling. All right. So the things to talk about today, I want to talk about this ratcheting up of energy. I want to talk about some of these new frequencies that are coming in that are really highlighting certain aspects of us that um, maybe are um, anchored in some, in discouragement or anchored in places um, and uh, maybe even affected by mechanisms that tell us it's too good to be true, stuff like this. And this is actually something that came up in a, um, a, a dream clinic last, uh, last night, but there's a lot more to it. We cleared out a lot in our particular collective, but I think on a much larger scale, this is a really important piece to talk about. So I wanna talk about that. And um, I also wanna talk about a post that a dear sister Starshine, um, uh, Christina, <clears throat> um, all right, so you changed your last name on your profile, so I'm not sure which what it is now, but um, Christina with a K posted, um, this was a few weeks ago, um, it was an article about a, um, a frog that has success, certain pieces, parts of its function has been successfully um, replaced by um, robotics and um, synthetic, synthetic constructs. So I want to talk about that because this is a, a piece that's very, very important for us. As this energy gets ra ratcheted up, we need to really pay attention to these things and come into right relationship with it. And what I mean about right relationship is that we are not, um, it doesn't have power over us. We are not struck by an uncontrollable fear, or if we are, we're able to work that fear to get us to places to deep personal healing. So I want to talk about how to come into right relationship with this transhuman, but also trans reality <laughs> um, um, overlay that is getting um, put out there slowly into the collective. And uh, another piece to weave in here as well is to, you know, I want to talk about these cycles and I want to talk more about um, <clears throat> this, uh, these frequencies and in this narrative about a solar flash. So you guys know that I'm a fan of um, Suspicious Observer. He is on YouTube. He does, he's a scientist and he um, collaborates with other scientists and does a lot of research and reporting about the solar flares, natural disasters, the pole shift, all this other stuff. And he's a bit of a doomsdayer, which, you know, because he's in a very scientific analytical uh, bandwidth, you know, the data shows this is where we're going and there's no hope. This is where we're going, right? <laughs> and, you know, all we can do is prepare to be strong for what's to come, which I understand that mindset. And, and the fact that he has it doesn't bother me so much it just i really appreciate the information because it's raw data it's like pure data and um and he shows and he shows a very um i say well-rounded perspective on on the kinds of the way he perceives the um the science what what he perceives his data is saying okay and he addresses a lot of misinformation in the scientific community that a lot of people call scientism i don't know if you guys are familiar with that term uh, in case you aren't, 
uh, scientism is the belief in the scientific dogma of the age. So, for example, there is a great, a great example would be the idea about viruses and bacteria. The only way to fight viruses and bacteria, well, for one, they come to a place that this is, this is how they exist and this is how they engage with us. And then this is the only way to deal with it. And that is, um, you know, medications or whatever. But there's another theory out there called terrain theory where you know it's all about you know your health and vibrancy it's like the 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 environment of your body as long as it's healthy and vibrant and in alignment with its natural function it doesn't matter about um, what kind of invaders come in your body on a multi-dimensional harmonic level um, um its nature of homeostasis can correct it so it's all about the environment and how you support your body, your health and your wellness, stuff like this, which is in direct com conflict with a lot of the scientism out there when it comes to illnesses. So uh, <clears throat> so scientism is is that this is that there is no other option other than the one we're giving you. And uh, and this is not real science, as we know, real science uh, means that it follows scientific method, as in um, a question is asked, a hypothesis is put forward, research is done, and whatever your conclusion is, it invites, and for it to um, really be considered more of a truth, it, it needs to invite criticism, it needs to invite questioning on a, on a mass scale, and if it can withstand all these, all these um different inputs and questionings, then it's more likely that so that much closer to being a, a truth, right? But to say something is so and then um, attack anything that questions it, that's not science. That's not real science. So that that's more of scientism. This is the way it is. And that's it, right? So um, there's there's an important uh, pieces for us as star seeds, as way showers, as new paradigm visionaries, that we recognize that you know we are engaging in a process right now that is uh, really challenging the very basic foundations of reality as we know it, and this is ancient, ancient wisdom coming into a mass uh, populist understanding, such as. Uh, we dream the world into being. Everything is a dream before it becomes reality. Everything, um, there are no individual um, ideas because it's all extrapolated from a collective field. There, you know, we are multidimensional beings in this biosuit. We are, we have the ability to bend and mold this reality to whatever it is that we wish to bring forward and have co-creators also in biosuits to to bring it forward. These are all very, very ancient ideas that are resurfacing, uh, resurfacing on, a, on a mass level. And what a lot of people are challenged with is the, the, the trauma of the past, the, the wounding of these, these layered, oh, these overlays that have been um, placed upon us generation after generation. And even beyond that, for millions of years, really, we've been working through a process. So <clears throat> in our, oh, here, let me pause. Dear Sister Tasha says, yes, she could totally tell that it's maxed out for me. Huge, yes, exhale, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we have, oh, see, I'm the one with the phone on. Well, hold on, let me shut that off. So, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but, you know, you give your information, I, I gave my information onto a form that I had to fill out in order to to get the services rendered. And then they sell your information. It's like, you know, I could totally tell that happens because, uh, you know, there's this, I, I will fill out a form. And then for the following many weeks later, I get all these sales calls. I get all these crazy, um, you know, all this spam stuff coming on. All right, anyway, that's a side note. That's me complaining about the 3D matrix there. Okay, so jumping back in. <clears throat> so we have these, we have all this data in front of us. We get intuitive data, we get, uh, you know, data in our 3D world, we get other people's stories and thoughts, we get all these different narratives and beliefs that we witness all around us. And they're all framed up in a very specific way. They're framed up 
to to trigger us. They're they're framed up in some way that we don't have the ability, or somehow we are in um, a disempowered relationship to all these pieces. And for those of us that have been walking the earth for a long time, and there's several that um, are in the academy that are walking the earth far longer than I have, um, there's this there's this um, you know, tiredness that kind of starts to set in. It's like, I've been doing this for so long, <laughs> you know? And, and when I sit back and think about it on a, on a deeper level, I realize, you know, we've been doing this for a long, long time, many, many cycles, millions, some in some perspective, billions of years. And some people may have the, that, um, take that information in and find it discouraging. But for me, when I look at it, I find it extremely encouraging. And this is um, stemming from a conversation I had with the star shine this morning. You know, we are alive during this amazing, amazing time where we have an opportunity to graduate out of this cycle, to graduate out of these larger cycles of evolution, evolving consciousness. And The power over dynamics have been placed in this experience to help to help us really step forward and claim our sovereignty. So if we keep, if we, you know, some people call this this. By the way, these overlays that I'm talking about, some people call this beast machinery. I've been that's a new term that I've been introduced by our dear sister Starshine, um, Indigo Angel. And then um, also by a, uh, a, re a renowned uh, channel or psychic intuitive by the name of Lisa Renee. And, uh, and what, they, what this is, is that there's these overlays on our reality that cause us to start to collude with our own disempowerment, start to collude with our own, um, with the choices that drain our energy or the choices that perpetuate suffering or perpetuate trauma or, you know, continue with this cycle. And there's mechanisms within this, um, within these overlays. And, and it does, it ties into this piece that I'm talking about, about the, it's too good to be true kind of feeling. So the energies have ratcheted up big time. Hello, dear sister Kelly. Um, and what this is doing is it's, it's illuminating us very deep inside and it's lighting up all the stuff that we really haven't seen yet or been able to touch yet because it's been buried in our subconscious. It's been, been buried in the subliminal realms of our awareness. So when they keep, when they come up and say, you've been doing a lot of work, it, it, it hits this, this, you know, we feel disencouraged yeah, dis um, discouraged, that's the word, um, discouraged, because it's like, oh, this again, right? And <clears throat> I want to encourage you guys to recognize that we are clearing out in a single lifetime, many millions of years of these overlays of what um, these, um, these ladies are calling beast machinery. We are facing many, 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 many ages of accumulated stuff. The more, the more this energy pours into our field, the more it illuminates it. So this can be discouraging, but if you look at it in a bigger cycle, you can recognize that, wow, it's actually quite a miracle that we can actually clean up, clear up, release ourselves from these overlays in, in this lifetime, because there is energy, new light, new frequencies coming to this planet daily. And the collective, ooh, I'm moving energy here. The collective is waking up to it, which is creating big waves of shifting in the collective, which is also coming up against this um, anchored in grid work of closed, closed shutdown consciousness. And how do we shut down consciousness? It's usually done by trauma. It's usually done by some devastation event where all these conclusions, artificial conclusions and overlays come to pass. So let me back up for a minute and go back to that story about the frog. 
and the um, the robotic and electronic uh, si electronically simulated um, functions that have been inserted into this frog. Now, let me ask you guys, if you if, if you saw the article, let me know. Um, but if not, I um, let me know what you what what kinds of things happen when we go into this idea of transhumanism, when we go into this idea of artificially birthing people, when we go into this idea of, um, you know, chips getting put in the head or, or animals um, getting replaced with just these biomechanisms. I remember Howard Stern a long time ago talked about the chickens for Kentucky Fried Chicken is that they're all, you know, they're all hooked up to these tubes and stuff and the chicken isn't really a chicken. It's just artificially kept alive. So it's meat would grow. Right. Does that give you the heebie jeebies? <laughs> you know, he said that like, oh my gosh, I haven't listened to him forever. So maybe more than 10 years ago, he mentioned this, right? So let me know, do these ideas really trigger you? <clears throat> do you have a fear that sleeping people really will go that direction? Do you feel like that sort of agenda is unstoppable? Is it something that humanity will have to face or will have to go through? Now, the comments that were in this article, there was a lot of disillusionment. There was a lot of discouraging thoughts, a lot of sadness. And, and this is the, this is a way that that mechanism that I'm talking about that beast machinery works because it's hitting on real traumas of the past. And it could be Orion Wars. It could be something even more ancient. It could be those of us who feel powerless to the, to the um, interdimensional AI consciousness. But <clears throat> what I wanna say is that this is getting illuminated for us to transmute. It's not getting illuminated for us to re-experience the trauma, okay? And I wanna encourage you guys not to get stuck in the trauma. Feel it, have it, know that it's there and let things move through. And you know that things are moving through because there will be a light somewhere, a light inside of you where you can find, even if it's the tiniest speck, where you can find the aspect of you that knows this was reality or is reality, but still wants to love anyway. Okay, this is such a huge piece. It's not about because of this or because of that. No, 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 there's an aspect of us that is part of creation that doesn't ever stop loving or doesn't ever stop being, okay? That's that little particle of us that wants to love anyway. And when we can touch that, a lot of this trauma, it just we just need to touch it with our awareness and sit in it for a moment. And what it will do is it'll start to unravel this trauma that we've accumulated over many lifetimes in relationship to this transhumanistic experience. Um, you know, the Orion Wars was fought over this very thing. It's like, do we use technology to advance consciousness? Which means, you know, uh, people are beings, spirits embodying mechanical um, computer type situations or you know, um, advance through the experience of technology? Or do we allow evolution of consciousness to happen organically through a biosuit, through through a body like this? So what I'm what I'm touching on is an ancient, ancient, ancient event that is buried deep within. And as these new energies come through, they're hitting on these pieces. And then we have the added aid of these external scenarios showing themselves to us. And when we go down the spiral of despair and hopelessness, if we perhaps if we understand that this is a mechanism that's outside of ourselves, this is a mechanism to challenge us to, you know, keep us in this in the spiral there and the way out of the spiral is exactly what i'm saying is finding that aspect of you that's willing to love anyway 
I know this is a really difficult topic to talk about because there's a, there, it hits a lot of pieces for you guys. I'm just feeling this bounce back when I'm saying this. So, so I just want to um, chime in on this. Hello, dear sister Ella. Oh, I'm so glad to hear from you. I had a dream. You were you were in a flash dream of mine this morning. I'm so glad that you're you're doing okay, darling. Uh huh. And hey, Polly, good to see you. Um, so if we use these things as a tool to dive into a past experience with the intent of having exactly what it is we need to have, as in we need to know it exactly the, what it is that we need to know, acknowledge exactly what it is that the soul spirit needs acknowledged. And then once that piece gets hit, it'll start to move and unravel and we can release these things. But if we, but if we are not willing to feel, sense, taste, know, love, then we're going to be in this never ending cycle of unraveling. When we, when we can touch those parts of us that wants to love no matter what, that, that exponentially accelerates the process. So you can look at this, this um, Frankenstein frog and, and feel compassion you know, you can realize, oh my gosh, yes, this really was a thing that happened. And there are still beings on this planet in this galaxy that are working that out. And then you can be grateful for the data set. You could be grateful for the experience because it allowed you to touch it and know it and have it. And it no longer has control. It no longer has um, dominion over your feelings, your thoughts. Okay. So you can truly be detached, but not absent detached, where you can still have this engagement, but it doesn't spirally spiral you anymore because you've worked out and released the trauma. You've been able to forgive deep pieces inside of yourself. You've been able to even forgive creator for allowing such a thing to happen. Yeah. All right. Dear sister Tasha says, I feel optimistic about it. When I feed into the feeling of fear, I do start feeling hopeless. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So I want to encourage you guys to explore these issues with fellow starseed friends. And what I mean by that is that like, say there's something that's really triggering you, like an event, I don't know, maybe it's something to do with the, um, the war stuff or whatever whatever is really triggering for you. If you can get like have regular get togethers with friends that are at or close to your level or even more so and hold space for each other to talk it out, this will really help because you'll realize number one, you're not alone. There's other people that are feeling this too. There's other people that find this important. There are other people that, um, you know, whose presence can stay here with you. You're not alone in it, you know? And, um, the other thing is, is that the space being held, helps you sharpen your focus when you have a really nice compassionate clear space being held for you you can really let yourself focus on the feelings underneath the feelings and let the stories come out and as you let the stories come out they're not colluded with instead they're just acknowledged and then that will exponentially help you sort through your stories, sort through those woundings that are rising up from deep within. So this new light, this new energy, it really is very closely, um, I think, related to the narrative of the, there's a narrative about the solar flash, there's a narrative about a new dawn, There's a narrative about um, some sort of massive awakening. I had a dear Starshine share a dream with me where she saw, hold on, I'm checking to make sure it's okay. I shared that. Yeah, where she saw um, the people like Starseeds, like us, you guys, me and you guys, we're, we're awake. And there's a whole bunch of other humans that are not awake. And that there were these orbs of light that would come in come right in. And when it came in, they would transition to the other side instantly, but then come back, come back to the realm where we are. And in the coming back to that realm, they would be awake. 
they would be completely awake, like, like we are. And that narrative, the details of it doesn't matter. What's important is the feeling we have when we hear those sorts of things, okay? Because the, we've been in this cycle for so long and there's so many overlays of the beast machinery what the, and other, and other um, hijackings of truths, reversals and inversions of the truth that we can't really... Well, I say we, but I'm going to actually, I should change that to me. This is why I don't really buy into the details of any narrative. I go completely from the feeling of it. Does the feeling bring a sense of liberation and openness inside? Is there a feeling inside that, that senses there's a truth in there somewhere? Okay. Is this hitting on something that maybe some part of me has always known, but never been able to put words to? Those are the kinds of feelings that I look that um that if they arise um tell me to you know this there's something to what i'm hearing um i don't know if you guys ever listened to some of the channelings by lisa lisa renee very interesting lady very hypnotic voice lots of transmissions come through there but i mean to be honest i don't understand most of what's being said and i don't understand the words but I do really understand the feelings, okay? There's things that she'll say, and it'll just be a half a sentence, not even a complete thought, and, a com and it triggers something inside of me, and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, yeah, there's something to that. And then, then I sit with it, and then more stuff flushes out. See, some people are on this planet to bring those zip files to our conscious awareness, and then there's other people on this planet that are here to recognize and digest it. And, and, and bring it into themselves and get activated and become, uh, you know, embodied on a whole nother level. And then there's also more people out there that are here to, here to, um, you know, to be inspired and take action into the world from these places. We all have different roles at different times. Your role that you have now because you are constantly doing your work is going to change in a couple of years. It's going to, it's going to grow into something else. So, so, you know, when you start looking at life purpose or, you know, why am I here? You start asking those questions, understand that it's very, very simple. It's very, very, very simple. Um, and if we are able to relax into it and let that guide our steps, let that guide our envisioning, then our, our walk becomes a lot more graceful. We're able to let go of expectations and comparisons and just walk our lives, which is exactly what we need to do to digest these frequencies that are coming in, these new, these new I guess I can call new paradigm frequencies. Some people see it as the sun is changed. Some people are having dreams about a new light coming in. And this new light for some people, it's liberating. And for other people, it strikes, it strikes aspects where that beast machinery is still active in these different fields of their being. Now, I'm using those words because, so you can have the image to understand, if you think about machinery, machinery can be disassembled. It's a mechanical, non-feeling thing. It's like it, there's, a, there's a mechanism that comes in that triggers the actions and then it does what it does. That's what. That's why I like the word machinery, because once you recognize that there is this kind of machinery operating in the subconscious and in these interdimensional realms, with the intent of keeping you colluding with these power over dynamics, then you can choose a different relationship to it and start looking for ah, what is the mechanism to disassemble this machinery? What is the mechanism? What's the golden key? What's the magic key? to unlock this process that's happening. So that's why I like the, that particular term. And it really does show itself in our 3D world. When we talk about it, especially in our group, when we talk about it, it seems like we're talking about something way out there in the interdimensional planes or way out there in the cosmos or way deep inside. <laughs> but, um, but it doesn't really, uh, we don't necessarily, the, the language doesn't necessarily connect the dots to the human experience until you clear it. And then once the energy gets unraveled or dismantled, whatever the process is, all of a sudden you realize that dynamic has been impacting you your entire life 
or even that dynamic has been impacting you and your family your entire life. Okay. This is why I know all this stuff is, is playing out within the 3D realm because there's so many things that I've unraveled where it completely changed the, the three-dimensional reality around me. It's because it changed me. It changed my inner workings. And once this shifts, this outer stuff shifts very quickly. So no matter how hopeless it might feel, if we can find a different relationship to that hopelessness and start looking for for mechanisms to dismantle or start looking for beliefs that we thought were true or recordings that we play that we buy into, we start looking for that, then we can, by touching it with our awareness, it, it clears the field and we can get to a much clearer space inside and be in that much closer to right relationship to these pieces. Because all of them across the board, uh, mental, spiritual, physical, emotional, um, interdimensional, all these layers, you know, they are all incepted with these, with this machinery because it's all meant to, to keep our life force locked in a certain place. So we really are unable to focus our will and our power to what it is we truly want, which is the whole reason why we're actually here on this planet, why Pachamama has us here playing out this drama within her dream. All right, dear sister Tasha says, hey, Raylan, good to see you. Um, dear sister Tasha says, I have a couple of Lisa Renee's transmissions and activations. I find them really helpful. I don't understand it all either. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not alone in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you feel what I mean. It's like, I don't really understand what I'm, the words, but I feel what's happening here. And I know on some level it's important. It's important for me. And really the people who are resonating with her type of work are, that's very good. Um, guardian alliance oriented. I want to talk about that for a second. So we have all these nesting dolls that are creating our reality. We have a collective field. All right. Most, a lot of humans are woke up to the collective field. They understand collective consciousness. Um, Carl Jung did this really great work about the select, the collective subconscious. So the intellectual realm also has a hold of the impact of the collective. So, so, you know, Humanity that's interested in transformation and self-realization and empowerment and stuff like this, you know, they're, they're awoke to the, the whole idea of this collective field. Um, maybe a more advanced idea about that is, is the concept of linear time. But, um, but in general, a lot of humans are, you know, they have a grasp on that. And then a little less amount of humans have a grasp on that next outer nesting doll, which is this circular time, this, this idea of this Akashic field where you can unravel things from the perceived past to heal the present. Okay. So there's people, so there's, there's um, maybe a less amount of people opened up to that idea. And then you have another nesting doll, which is this, the idea that um, there is sacred geometry there's light geometry behind all forms, right? And there's, of course, many people, especially in the new age and the actually these younger, these younger generations of indigos and star seeds, they're awoke to that. They, they love the geometry stuff, right? And they understand, they love analyzing, you know, all the different sacred symbolism. Uh, Michael, Michael Desarian did an amazing body of work on that. Um, he's been doing that for decades. Uh, so, so there's, there's humans, in our collective, many millions of humans in our collective that are in touch with that spot, that part. And then you have another level of humans that are um, in touch with sound and frequency and how this impacts our form. It, it impacts our body's particles, but then it also impacts the wave form of our bodies, right? So, because we're either particle or wave. That also is another new language that came to me recently out of conversation that I liked. So, so, um, and then you have another outer nesting doll, and this is where there's a lot of conflict and confusion, and that is about the oneness, the all that is. Now, many humans that are awoke to that level don't think there's anything further from that. That's it. There's the, oh, yeah, I'm at the all it is. That's all there is, <laughs> right? But there's a lot more beyond that. So we'd have to get, so there's another layer of mechanism of beast machinery that keeps us complacent or content with just being in the all that is and how that um, assists our lives in the here and now. So now we have devout practices that we stick to to keep us in alignment or in awareness of God, right? The all that is being God. Um, so, but 
to, to go even beyond that, the, the Madre de Dios, the mother of God, this idea that there's something beyond the all that is, still a few million humans are awoke to that and still many of them don't go beyond. And these are the ones that, um, these are the light workers, these are the star seeds, the indigos, the other kinds of um, gifted beings that, you know, are content with the knowledge awareness of their membership of the Galactic Federation, okay? That they are a part of a benevolent council that is dedicated to holding the integrity of the field of the all that is. Many people are completely happy with that and they're gonna stick with that for a while. But what's, what's gonna happen or what is happening is that these new energies that are coming in are blasting, I mean, blasting that system out of the water, blasting it out of people's consciousness where it, they cannot hold the integrity of that anymore because there's more who they are even beyond that is awakening. So I'm talking about when you're in the all that is and the, um, the Madre de Dios, the mother of God that's beyond that, 9D, that's the galactic mind. And these frequencies that are coming in are challenging us to expand our awareness even beyond that, okay? And then, then maybe we become intergalactic. Now we're aware of all these different galaxies participating in a sacred drama with us, okay? So there, there's that. And of course, you're going to need to address these pieces with different language. You need to relate to things in a very different way. So how you used to relate to things as a member of the Galactic Federation or how you used to relate to things as an angelic human or how you used to relate to things in certain aspects has to shift yet again in order to incorporate this new layer of self of who you are that's waking up. It has to have a place within your being or else, you know, you'll feel like you're going crazy or you will go crazy. Actually, I know several people who have gone off the deep end. And that looks like, you know, um, excessive addictions, um, addictions to either video games, sex, addiction to power. There's a lot of a lot of that going on. Um, addiction to chemicals, to plant medicines, all this stuff. So every time you uh, awoke, awake past a certain nesting doll, it has a lot of challenges that come with it. And as you successfully navigate and integrate these aspects of yourself, you're questioning your beliefs that you've had your whole life. You're questioning why you do certain things, why you've been drawn to certain things. You know, you've, a lot of stuff that has once been a pillar to your faith, your trust, gets questioned. And that goes into even the feeling of trust being abused, another layer of the machinery. Okay. Then we have, um, then we have, what's beyond the galactic mind. And this is what I wanna tune you guys into and it may be difficult to, to feel. Um, but before I go into that part of activating, I wanna talk about the work of George Kovacilis. Now I talk about him a lot and it's because he's the only human I know that has really dived deeply into these realms and has been able to come to places of much deeper, liberated, sovereign understanding of his personal relationship as a multidimensional infinite being in a bio suit to these other pieces. He really challenges dogma very, very well. He challenges all these accepted realities very, very well. One of them being the, the idea that we were created as in our soul's been created. You know, if your soul by definition is infinite, that means that there's no beginning or end to it. So therefore you cannot actually be created. <laughs> You've always been so. Okay, that challenges a lot of beliefs. But once you are able to let go of these sacredly held belief systems that have been on this planet for a long time, the kinds of questions, the important questions to ask start to surface. And he is someone who has definitely pioneered that um, those grounds. So he writes about something called empire, the interdimensional cosmic empire. Now you guys know how we have the story of earth being a, um, a farm, you know, like there's these beings that live off our life force energy. And then, you know, they're part of a larger, a larger, um, empire. Some people call them the Anunnaki or the reptilians, or, you know, actually some people have woken up to realize it's a very highly advanced AI 
AI operating, um, whatever the details of the narrative don't matter. It's more about this idea that there is a vast, vast empire that is built on the commodity of life force energy. And the most important thing to understand about this empire is that it's finite. It has to constantly be fed. It does not uh, resource its own energy. It's not an infinite energy source. It has to capitalize on the energy of other. That's how it operates. A really great revealing movie about the 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 um, the magnitude of this empire is that movie Jupiter Ascending. I don't know if you guys ever seen that. Really, really interesting flick. It's a sci-fi movie that came out many years ago. Uh, maybe in the early 2000s. Anyway. <clears throat> in that narrative, they address that each of these different family members owned farms. And these farms were planets that were all over the galaxies. And, and so this gave an interesting human narrative to the idea of empire. And George Kvasilis takes it even further and says that this is a vast, very sophisticated interdimensional reality. And you can look at his work and get very discouraged. But remember that this is, we are vaster than this. With this empire reality exists because some part of us was interested in playing in that playground. So that part of us that was interested in playing in that playground, as this new light comes in and activates us, that those aspects, those, those more quantum level aspects of who we are, that's what's getting activated. So that means we are aware on some level that this was simply a choice to participate. It was simply a choice. And we can simply, from that same level, unravel our entanglements with that choice and choose something else. So we wake up, these, we're getting activated, we're waking up beyond the collective mind, beyond the Akasha, beyond the galactic mind, and we start going into a more vaster type of construct. And what I want to mention here is that our galaxy is in alignment and in resonance with millions and millions and millions and millions of other galaxies. And this is what science, the scientists call superclusters, where there are superclusters of galaxies aligned in certain ways where they travel together through the cosmos. So our sun is traveling through the Milky Way. It's in one of the arms of the Milky Way galaxy. The Milky Way is traveling through the cosmos and that Milky Way is traveling in consistent relationship to these other galaxies through the cosmos. And uh, this particular supercluster was um, discovered in Hawaii and they, of course, named it, um, I think it was Lana Kia. I might have that name twisted a little bit, Lana Kia. I don't know, is Joanne here? She would know. Uh, anyway, so I just feel into that idea that the Milky Way galaxy, the Andromeda galaxy, all these other galaxies are traveling together through the cosmos, exploring the same resonant field. And the question that Kavaslis's work brings forward is, is that resonant field a part of empire? Is it a part of that system that commodifies life force energy. Now, in order to commodify life force energy, that means you need to be, have command or control of creational forces. And the most powerful creational force known to any being is the womb space. So we have personal womb spaces and we have cosmic mother womb spaces, right? So, <clears throat> just feel into this because the different kinds of groups that come forward, the different councils, the different alliances, the different federations, right? They are, you have to really feel into where they are in relationship to where you, you want to be, where your soul essence has you. 
because maybe the power over empire is something you're still interested in exploring. If that's the truth, then, then yes, you know, uh, that's okay. There's no good, bad, right or wrong with that. For me personally, I feel like, you know, I'm here, I'm already, this is going to sound strange, but there's an aspect of me, only a small aspect of me is actually incarnated in a body, but I'm connected with a much larger aspect of me that's beyond and outside of the super clusters and, and has another picture going on. And I think this is why I can see these pieces so clearly and understand them when I hear them. So for me personally, I am, I am more in alignment with this, this, with the agenda, let's say of liberating the cosmic mother's womb, the sacred mother and all forces that try to hijack that, the, the force of the sacred mother. So, so for me, I, you know, I have that, that's how these things get put into relationship. And this is how I'm able to see what's important to unwind, what's important not to unwind, what's, what is um, essential versus what is a waste of energy. And I'm saying all these things just to, just to feel in your body, you know, these, these are seeds, activating seeds. If you are, you know, getting activated or starting to feel a little altered or, or maybe some pressure in your ears or pressure behind your eyes, you know, you have some of these seeds in you. And, um, and if you're just kind of listening, well, and saying, what, what the heck, <laughs> you know, um, you know, you might be, you might be on another path. Only you can decide that really. So going back to this new light, this new light, those of us who are on the trajectory, we've, we've awoke past the galactic mind and we are um, working at integrating these other pieces and dissolving and dismantling this, this machinery that keeps us locked in an energy draining situation. And that can be on many nesting doll layers. And What's interesting about this is that the frequencies that are coming through feel like they're brand new. And what I'm proposing here is that these energies, this new dawn, so to speak, they are new in the sense that we have not seen this light in many millions of years. We have not seen these frequencies in a long, long, long time. And now, Right now, at this time of all of these cycles coming to a close at once, this light is shining through. We get to see it again. We get to wake up out of the soul's journey and recognize this much more expanded quantum level of who we are and how much we are excited to participate in this game, this game that we call life on earth. Many of us sitting here, right here, right now, I'm sure can feel the love we have for the Pachamama, the love we have for the Sacred Mother. And that's a very, very important part of our compass. Because love and compassion is how we unravel this machinery that has hijacked these different nesting dolls of who we are, who's... Um, who's tricked us into colluding with our own disempowerment and separation and traumas. So the collective fields, so many people are waking up right now. The collective fields have these massive waves of energy going through them. And it's creating a crisis of faith for a lot of, for a lot of folks. Okay. And for those of us who've doing this work for a while, we can recognize that new light coming in. And the crisis more of what we're facing is aspects of us that still is in these mechanisms. And it's because our trust has been abused. It's because our love has been abused. It's because, you know, we've gone to the most expanded levels that we could in the past. And we still didn't break free from the overall system, the empire. And that event is very discouraging indeed. 
but feel into the truth of what I'm saying about these cycles. There's a doorway now where we have the ability to transcend, to completely transcend these pieces. And I'm not saying that as in trust. I'm saying that as in connect with the knowing, the knowing inside. Is that part of your spiritual agenda? Is that part of why your spirit is here walking this earth? is to not only wake up to this window of opportunity, but to recruit as many people as possible to that window, to recognize that window of opportunity. Or maybe it's to connect with as many of like-minded people on the same vibration to recognize this doorway. This doorway isn't recognized by all souls, by all beings. Only those of us who have awoke past the galactic planes, past the galactic mind. And you'll know that if you're one of them, because you'll have identification and resonance with other galaxies, such as Andromeda. Do you guys have a resonance with Andromeda? Do you, do you notice anything about that, right? Um, if you do, then know that, you know, this is part of you that has been activated that can reach past the galactic plane of the Milky Way galaxy and connect into these other, um, these other um, galactic consciousness. Now, there are many, many, many galaxies within our supercluster, and all of them we can connect into and wake up to. And then there's even beyond that to wake, connect to and wake up to. And that's what this new light is doing. It's activating this aspect of us that can expand our consciousness even beyond these superclusters. Do you see what I mean? Even beyond these massive, massive, resonant tendrils and pretty much see other see and experience and collude with other universes outside of the current one we're in i hope this makes sense the way i'm saying it all right darlings you guys have questions about what i'm talking about let me know that you're following me because i know this is pretty expanded and it might put a lot of pressure on the on the bio suit going here with your awareness so everything that we're watching unfold right now didn't start here. So that might be helpful to remind yourself of, but also everything that's going on here, if you choose to relate to it in a way that empowers you, that is what's gonna, that is what's going to keep you growing stronger by the moment. We may go into hopelessness for a little while. We may, you know, fall into a, an old story for a little while, but that's why we have each other. We can say, hey, this is your story. Hey, this is what's been going on your whole life. <laughs> you know, hey, pay attention to this pattern. It's a pattern. It's not the full truth. Okay. And in this way, we have each other's backs and this way we can help hold each other up and lift each other high by the space we hold in the, in the questioning. So it's up to us how we choose to relate to eat all these pieces. Like for example, the war narrative is really getting ratcheted up. Why is that getting ratcheted up? Because the other grids of manipulation don't have the power that they used to have. But this war grid that they have going on, they have total domination of that grid. They have total domination of it still. I'm talking about the powers that be, the different nesting dolls that that connect right into the leaders that we have in this country and other countries. And you guys might wonder, why in the world is war such a big thing right now? It's like, it's pretty much every single politician we have benefits in some way by war. Now, not just our country, all the countries, you know, China, Russia, um, even Ukraine, the UK, you know, every, pretty much everybody that's considered NATO, all, I mean, people who make money off of arms dealing isn't on any side. They're on their own side. So they are getting, extrapolating massive wealth and power from war. Pretty much if you, um, you know, if you look at pretty much any politicians, um, 
financial situation, they have portfolios that they're invested in. They're, they are heavily involved in investment groups. And this is how they deflect, deflect their connection. They're absolutely connected because those investment groups are the ones investing in, you know, military defense. <laughs> you know, they, these groups are the ones that are investing in different weapons factories and stuff like this. So it's like it's not a direct line to these politicians. It's more of a, you know, it's more scattered, diffuse than that. But bottom line is they all are benefiting. They all are benefiting. So that's why they're into it. They all, you know, the seduction of power is a really, really important thing to not discount humans are inundated if they're not doing their personal work they are inundated with these mechanisms of power over dynamics and for them it's okay because they're going to be okay other people are going to suffer you know and that is not the true human spirit the true human spirit that is a caretaker of this reality cares about all the ecosystems, all of the societies, all of the different groups and tribes and how they flourish or not. We, you know, raping a country of its resources and ruining the lives of its population is not a real solution. Okay. But that's exactly what our green movement is doing because it's been hijacked. The true spirit of our green movement is to be caretakers of this planet, to be caretakers of our community. Okay. So, these, you know, it's up to us to find the right relationship to these pieces. Us connecting with other people in our circles, other people of like mine is really, really helpful. We need to keep showing up for each other no matter what. Show up for each other no matter what. Even if you're tired and you don't feel like it, even if this person triggered you last time, show up because your presence really matters. You can really help someone have a massive breakthrough by just listening to them spew their story. Now, spewing, when held in the right kind of space, remember, does lead to unraveling. Where it doesn't lead to unraveling is when you are colluding with the spew. You know, like someone brings up, oh, can you believe this transhuman thing, blah, 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 blah. And they're, and they're belaboring, you know, they're uh, unknowingly reliving trauma, drama around that. And then you start colluding with the trauma, got, dra trauma drama with, oh, my gosh, I know, it freaks me out. And there's, these people are this and these people are that. That's not space holding. Space holding is listening only. Space holding is listening. Now, if you're jumping in and asking questions, now you're space holding and facilitating at the same time, which many people do. So when I'm talking about getting together with your friends and hold space together, this is what I'm talking about. Just listen and hold space. So you, so you can expedite the release of these narratives that are all complicit in your disempowerment, all of them. And you keep going until you can feel that spark of love inside of you, that spark of that spark inside of you that wants to and is willing to love no matter what, no matter what. Your love cannot be turned off. It is a radiant, infinite light that has no end. And that's where you want to get. That's that's the goal, so to speak. <sighs> All right. So we have our new dawn, those energies and what they're hitting up against inside of us. We have those those mechanisms, that machinery that I was talking about. We have, um, you know, the transhumanism data sets that we have all around us, how to work that in a way to become more empowered. And um, what was the other one? Um, wow, I'm feeling a lot of pressure all through here. It's kind of making me spacey. There's one more piece in there, but I can't remember exactly what it was. It'll Maybe it'll come. But our hour has gone by so quickly. I swear I was sitting here for 10 minutes. Amazing. <laughs> All right, darlings. Well, thank you so much for being here. I do encourage everybody um, to, um, uh, you know, like this video and subscribe. And if you're not already, and then, you know, comment, maybe share this with some friends that you think might find this helpful. That helps other people find our videos. We do zero advertising. We're not, we don't monetize anything. So this is completely just natural organics um, reach that we have. And you guys can really um, help expand that reach by doing these things. Um, we have um, the Dreamtime Healing Project, guys, if you are interested in learning how to do your part and dreaming the world into being, I encourage you guys to check out that that subscription. It's um, it's 
at bare minimum four sessions, four sessions a month, but there's added recap sessions in there that you're welcome to participate in. So it really is a, um, a heavily, you know, you are engaged with a lot of live community work um, and dream shares. So if you guys want to check that out or feel called to it in any way, that's the Dreamtime Healing Project at LifeByAcademy.com. And coming up in October, we will be opening enrollment up again for our Healer Acceleration Lab. So just a little, just a little uh, uh, reminder there, that's not going to happen until October, but it will open up again. So for those of you who are looking to go into more advanced levels of, of this work. All right. And that is it for me. I think I'm I think my spot might be ready. I'll be able to pull in and, and park my rig. Love you guys. I shall see you next time. Mwah. I hope you guys make it a great week.